Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey, welcome back to my channel. I am Danny, your hypothalamic amenorrhea and fertility coach. And I'm here to talk to you about how to solve your problems. What that means is really figuring out what is your biggest issue. Because as we often say in hypothalamic amenorrhea and fertility issues, they're actually easy to solve. So why are you having so much trouble with it? You know, why can't I figure out if this really applies to me? Why can't I figure out why I'm not making progress? Why I'm not seeing signs of hormonal activity, yada, yada. So I'm going to give you 
my three main strategies for figuring this out. So the first way to solve your problems is to decide that it's no longer a problem. Ah, I know. So, <laughs> so an example would be like our classic, I'm afraid of weight gain, right? And so I'm not gonna make any progress. I'm not, I'm not going to gain weight. Or it might be, um, hey, I feel like I'm getting too old and I'm just running out of time, right? These are statements. I'm, I, I don't wanna gain weight. I don't wanna be pregnant when I'm old. I don't want to stop getting attention for my athletic abilities or my body. You know, these are real struggles. I'm not saying anything about them, right? They're, these are common examples. There is a world where you can decide that they don't matter anymore. So you could say, hey, I don't want to be 40 when my kid is 10, right? But you're already 30. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Right? So let's stop worrying about, it. hey, I don't want to gain weight, but you might have to for your health. So let's just do it. Right? So of course this is for the most of us listening, this isn't going to be quite so easy, but when we can, you know, quick question, what would it look like for you to just not care? There are very few people where it's going to be the flick of a switch like that. And for those of you who that does work for, you're going to recover real quick, right? You're not going to need to hire me. <laughs> But so now let's move on to number two. When you cannot just decide to not care anymore, you have to understand why you have this problem. So I'm looking at my notes here. I can't eat more or I won't eat more. Uh, I can't gain weight or I won't gain weight. I have a fear of less self-value or worth. I have moral reasons to not gain weight, to not eat more, right? Eating more and resting more to me is associated with being lazy or to eat meat is, you know, against my beliefs about how animals should be treated or against my religion or, you know, how I feel about just like the treatment of animals in general. So, so I don't eat them. You know, really getting to the bottom of why these things are your problem is the only way to be able to be the person who decides it's not a problem anymore, really. So to get there, you're gonna have to really dig deep and be like, okay, well, but why? So, and this means, this is like dig into the layers, okay? So I don't want to eat more, well, why? because I feel uncomfortable. Okay, well, why? Because when I feel uncomfortable and bloated, my clothes feel tight. Okay, and why does that matter? Well, because when my clothes fit tightly, I feel unattractive and less valuable. And why do you feel unattractive? What makes you feel less valuable? Well, I get less attention. I look less like the models in the pictures and the videos. People don't praise me for that. Okay, well, why does that matter? Well, because I need those things to get to get like the check marks that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm making moves in life. I'm on track, you know? So like, and, and I can ask why again. So we really need to understand that. So then you can be like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Um, this is entirely about what other people think. And I can actually just solve this by getting clothes that fit or making some reviews and adjustments to my nutrition just to check if it's what I'm eating that's causing the bloating. Or I can backtrack and see, okay, well, how many weeks or months have I been experiencing the bloating? Oh, I'm seeing on the internet a lot that this is a temporary part of going through recovery. So maybe I can just wait it out and I'll revisit this exact question again in a month or two months. You'll be able to 
see it for what it really is as an emotional reaction and something that you are more in control of as to whether or not you want to decide that it's no longer a problem and there is some step that you can take. But we often feel like, oh, I'm having this emotional reaction and there's nothing I can do and there's no steps I can take. When sometimes the step is just understanding what it is and then being like, okay, yeah, I think this is temporary. I haven't been working on this for as long as I thought. This is common occurrence and I'll get out the other side and I'll have the result that I want and that is worth it. Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora, cornucopia of things. But in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off And you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Okay. The last one is something new that I've been working on with clients. I have a name for it. And this is what's going to help you if step one, choose something different and step two, understand the problem doesn't help, right? So you feel like you understand the problem, but you still feel really hung up on the problem, right? You're like, well, I still, you know, I admit that I care a lot about that, right? So I can't just decide it doesn't matter. Okay, totally valid. So what I've been introducing with people is something that we call the morality versus reality paradigm. So examples like we've been using already is that you believe something, right? Um, I shouldn't have to weigh above X amount to have a period. Like that just seems silly. We've all thought that. I don't wanna be pregnant at 36. I just don't wanna be pregnant at 36. I just feel like mums or myself as a mum should be pregnant below the age of 35. And I don't, like we said earlier, I don't eat meat for moral reasons. And so it's hard for me to get enough protein in and to get the, the minerals and nutrients from animal fats and animal proteins. But 
you know, I believe this with my heart and soul because of what I've seen out there. I've seen animals being abused. I've seen how bad it is. And so I should not have to make these changes, right? Okay, so you believe something and that is your morality, right? You have morals around this. And although you might be like, oh, well, there's no morals around being 36. I just, oh, I'm just saying I don't wanna be old. Nope, there is, you are putting a moral because you are saying that being a younger mom is better for whatever reasons you have. So you're putting morals on it. You're putting morals on your weight at being a smaller weight and being healthier is better than being a bigger weight and being healthier. It's all morale, moral value. So the next, now that we've identified your morality behind the belief and the problem is the understanding, of course, the reality of the problem. The reality of your morality, if you feel like you shouldn't have to weigh a certain amount, right? I should not have to weigh more than 58 kilos, more than 50, 48 kilos. I, I should not have to weigh more than that to get my period back. Like it's silly. All these other people are weighing whatever they want and doing what they want to do. So the reality is that your body doesn't care about that. Your body didn't get the memo. It's not aware that you think that, that you feel that way. It has absolutely no idea that society has said 58 kilos at four, at five foot four is the perfect size. And so thus you should be able to make this work. Your, your body has no idea. It doesn't know about that. It does not care. Like it's so neutral that you're putting your morals onto your body and then confused, right? About the problem. Let's take it to that. I don't want to be an older mom example. We said this one earlier. I don't want to be 30 when I'm pregnant because, you know, I just see myself as like a younger mom. I don't want my daughter to be uh, 10 when I'm 40 or I don't want to be 35 when I'm pregnant. I don't want to be because I don't want to be 45 or I don't want to be 40 when I'm pregnant because I don't want to be 50. You know what I'm saying here? There's two things here. One, if you're already over 30, it's done, right? Like if you're really going to nickel and dime with me, like as your coach, if you're really going to nickel and dime with me about like yeah, you know, like maybe you want to try like fertility treatments or maybe you want to, you know, just kind of die on the hill of you don't have time to let your body heal. Well, if you're already in your 30s, it's just, it's too late. So you're already going to be in your 40s when your kid is 10, what's done is done. If you don't care if you're 43, I don't care if you're 45. It's not a huge difference, you know? And especially like, what if you get pregnant, if you if you can slow down to speed up, you're likely going to get pregnant in the same year, right? You might say your birthday's in January, like mine. You might turn 35 in January, be pregnant by June. You're still gonna be 35. And by the time your kid's born, you're still gonna be pretty much same age. So that allows us to see how like, okay, you have this moral value. Here's the reality. We're already here. And I'll tell you what, just deciding it's not a problem anymore. That's your bet. How's <laughs> your best bet, my friend. And then understanding why that's a problem for you. Like why being an older mom is a problem for you. It's only going to help you get over it sooner. And that's like, I shouldn't have to weigh X amount on my period back is like the most popular problem, right? Like I'm just confused because so-and-so didn't have to, and my sister didn't have to, and I've seen all these other people. And like, it just seems odd. <laughs> like, yeah, it only seems odd because you're only going off 
what you value and your morals. <laughs> like you cannot justify gaining weight because it goes against your moral values. But the reality is your body doesn't care, just doesn't care. So if you're taking actions as to exercise more to avoid weight gain, or you're trying, like you're eating enough calories, but like just enough and like no more, like I heard 2,500 calories and so I'm gonna eat 2,500 calories and I'm not gonna go over at all. Like your body doesn't care about that. And so when you feel like, oh, why isn't it listening? Why is it not doing what I want? And we look at this expectation that you're holding it to it. It's clear now, like we're seeing that now. And you know, like the meat example, just trying to stay consistent with the examples the whole way through. I get it, dude. I get it. You know, I've seen supersize me too. I've seen all the docs on the industries. You know, I get it. I truly do. My family, we buy a whole pig, we buy a whole pork, a whole pork, a whole, a whole pig, we buy a whole cow. You know, we spend actually a lot of money on meat quality and we visit the farms that we go to because we really truly do care. So I do understand that. I even understand that, you know, there's an impact like not just on animal welfare, but like economically on the environment with the processing of meat. But guess who doesn't care? Your body does not give a damn. And you have been told your entire life that your body is a mirror and reflects all that you, that is your worth and that is good and is valuable. And none of it is true. What your body needs to be healthy and to be successful and to operate at its full capacity is not the same as what you have been told that it needs. So we need to quickly do a check of all of our beliefs and all of the things that stop us from taking action in recovery and check it against the morality versus, versus reality paradigm. Am I making a moral belief? Like, am I making this decision or not, no decision based on a moral belief? And is it affecting my reality, which is I'm trying to get my period back. And that's the paradigm. So decide it's not a problem. If that's hard, understand why it's a problem and then try again. And if that's hard, check your reality versus morality. And this is a really great um, journaling exercise that you can do where you just list out and audit all of your beliefs around food and exercise. This is a audit that we actually do inside of the restore program. So that's the hasociety.com forward slash restore. We take you through an audit of your foods and then your diet, like or your, your food beliefs, your exercise, and then your exercise beliefs and so on and so forth to really get to the bottom of like everything that's a problem for you here, you know? And the goal here is that by the time you come out of it, you feel uh, completely on top of fully understanding why you're having the roadblocks that you're having. And then it's easier for you to make these changes and get the outcome you're looking for. So I hope that this was helpful. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up. Please subscribe to our channel. We, it means the world to me if you subscribe. And if this was helpful, let me know. And heck, if it wasn't, let's talk. You can work directly with us. We take clients through a year long process, but it's four months intensive at the front. In, within that first four months, our goal is to get you your period back, get you pregnant if that is your goal. And then you have access to us as your coaches for the rest of the entire year 
and lifetime access to the HA Society. So if you feel like you can't sort these problems out on your own, come talk to us and we'll do a free strategy call with you just to figure out if working with us is the right thing to do or if taking a totally different path is the right thing for you. So you can check that out at the hasociety.com forward slash coaching or like I mentioned earlier before, the Restore program might be a great fit for you. That one's self-paced and also comes with the HA Society. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? 
If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense, real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women